Good morning, my kings, queens, princesses, and prince. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And if you don't know me, and this is your first time listening, I am Chaplain Reverend Dewana, and I bring you greetings from God's House of Salvation. And we do our daily devotions through our podcast which is called Rise, R-I-Z-E. And let us rise on this day. Um, Let us begin with prayer. Gracious Father, we bless you. We thank you for being the King of glory. Thank you for being our Father. Thank you for being our Redeemer and our Shepherd and King. Thank you for reconciling us back to you through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. We are thankful to you for the Holy Spirit, who is the promised advocate, who empowers us to be effective witnesses to your kingdom here on earth. Thank you for loving us and watching over us. Lord, let all that we are praise you. We will praise you as long as we live. We will sing your praises with our dying breath. Our hope is in you, the Lord our God. We, You created heaven, earth, the sea, and everything in them. You keep every promise forever. We stand amazed at how awesome you are and how amazing is the triune God. And there's just not enough words. Amen. May the Lord continue on with this journey. If you have your Bibles, if you have your social media device, I want you to click, upload, download the following. The scripture is Psalms 119 verse 14. I will be reading from the voice translation, and it reads, I have celebrated you. I have celebrated your testimonies as though rejoicing over an immeasurable fortune. One more time, I have celebrated your testimonies as though rejoicing over an immeasurable fortune. And may the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. Amen. The way which the scriptures that testify of God and Christ direct unto, and the principal way is Christ himself, the only way of life and salvation, in which we as believers walk and go on rejoicing rejoicing in his person rejoicing in his offices his grace his righteousness and salvation the lesser ways the scripture points unto are the ways of duty and paths of ordinances in which truly gracious souls find a great deal of peace, pleasure, and delight, as much as in all riches or 
as above all riches. The joy that we as believers have in the ways of God is superior to that which any natural or worldly man has in his substance as every sort or be it ever so great. Yes, we find such riches in the ways of God as are vastly preferable to the riches of this world. They find we find Christ the pearl of great price and his unsearchable riches, the riches of grace and the riches of glory and even the word of God itself. Those testimonies of his are more desirable than thousands of gold and silver and give a greater pleasure than the increase of corn and wine. Now, focusing on the scripture uh, uh, more so, for the psalmist, all the riches in the world cannot compare to the gold that is mined from the law of God. This word says in our focus scripture, he rejoices in the law of God as if God had given him all the wealth in the whole world. The word way is a synonym for the how, for the how one lives or his conduct. The psalmist is not just delighting in reading God's law. The pot of gold is not his daily quest time or quiet time. True riches are truly found when we learn to walk in God's ways. Obedience to God's word is what he really longs for. Obedience in his treasure. We should aim higher than an obedience which comes from duty. Our goal should be an obedience which comes from delight. Obedience should be a want, not a have to. A love for God and His Word and a belief that only in obedience is their true joy should drive us to walk in the way of His commandments. So why doesn't obedience to God's Word delight us more than riches? Well, we love our sin, just point blank. We love our sin, whatever that is. Or it, or the, whatever all of that is. This is the most obvious reason the joy of God's word is blunted. Many of us want our sin and the Bible at the same time. But it does not work that way. We cannot simultaneously love God's word and love our sin at the same time. Are we clinging to a sin that might be keeping us from loving obedience? We love the world. We treasure this world more than the next. We hoard things that rust, die, and rot instead of treasure in heaven. We account for every dime and nickel. Does the world have your devotion? 
your affection and loyalty instead of God's word. Watching our life would mean would mean to know that we love obedience to God's word more than our stuff. Then we are distracted and busy. We do not settle down to think on and consider God's word. We do not take time to examine our lives and see if we are obeying. We um we flipped from one we flipped from one thing to another thing. Days go by, maybe weeks, and we have seriously thought about our walk with God, or have we? Obedience requires a deliberate, disciplined life where God's word and how to apply it to our lives is meditated on. Could it be that we do not rejoice in obedience to God's word because our life is whirlwind? Could it be that we have traded a flurry of activity for the riches of God's word? Just a thought. And then, what gets our blood pumping more? A six-figure income or obedience to God's word? Is God's word our delight? Do we long for it more than riches? Does obedience to it bring us joy? If not, we need to repent and work and pray for the day when we rejoice more over obedience than a raise or a bonus. And one last thing. I want everyone that's listening to this message today, rise. God's word is a treasure beyond expression. Precious, calculated to rejoice the heart of all, such as to possess it. Let us rise today, giving our whole heart and strength to God. And when enabled to do it, we should rejoice more in it than if we had gained thousands of gold and silver. Oh, how great is the treasure of a tender and approved conscience. Let us rise today. The deceitfulness of worldly treasure is that it fools us into thinking we will find lasting joy by casting off the authority of God and refusing to live according to his righteous ways. It is true that the pursuit of sin may bring fleeting taste of pleasure. However, these momentary pleasures are just imposters of true godly delight. It will not be long before we realize that seeking joy from such imposters is like grasping at the wind. Not only does such joy evaporate in our hands, but we find them filled with guilt, shame, and sorrow. In other words, we've just been had. In the end, we are led like an ox to the slaughter. Yep, been had. But we have to know that Christ died for our sins so that we might be freed from such foolishness 
sinful pursuits. So let us rise. The miracle of the Christian life is that the gospel not only forgives our sin, but also actually transforms our desires. See, some of those desires that we have, we forgot about, but God did not. And the grace of God gives us a heart to want to truly satisfy the ways of God. That is the promise of the new covenant, which says in Jeremiah 31, verse 33, I will put my law into them and I will write write it on their hearts. As we seek to live out this new life in Christ on a daily basis, we will not be passive. We must meditate on the ways of the Lord, even as the psalmist declares that he already does delight in God's ways. He also commits himself to an ongoing devotion to them. The word tells us, I will meditate on your precepts. I will fix my eyes on your ways, and I will delight in your statues. I will not forget your word. As we learn from this example, we will not find ourselves confined to the miserable straitjacket of sinful desires. We will experience the freedom of righteousness. We will declare joyfully with him. And let us remember Psalms 119, verse 45. I shall walk in a wide place, for I have, I have sought your precepts. Well, this concludes today's devotion. May you go in peace, love yourselves, love others, forgive others, forgive yourselves, And just continue onward in Christ. And just just bask in his goodness. Amen.